Welcome, witches and wizards. You are listening to a very special eight-part Harry Potter series presented to you by Cheers Darlin' Podcast. I am your host, Sloane Avery, and I will be joined by some of Hogwarts' finest alumni as we revisit the films and discuss all things Potter. Join us as we deep dive, dissect, drink, and declare the ultimate daddies of the wizarding world. This is The Slug Club. confess my loneliness is killing me now (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i think the majority of the stuff they cut from the movie was the order of the phoenix stuff i feel like in the book there was a ton more that happened yeah they're in that fucking requirement shit forever but like the, the order of the phoenix like when he gets whisked away to Sirius black's like townhouse there like they spend a lot more time there i think yeah well i mean yeah this movie should be called like Harry Potter on Nightmares. Yeah. Like the the movie version barely had anything to do with the Order of Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. they just like established like, hey, this is a thing. Um but... So since when can everyone like fly and be sort of like effervescent wisps of black or white streaks that fight in the air? Mm. I just is that in the book? I okay, in my brain I get Death Eaters and Dementors confused. Dementors mm. are the like the ghost ones that will like eat your soul. Death, and, Death eaters are just like KKK, but like are sent out by the ministry. Dementors are the guards of Azkaban. Oh, okay. So, hey guys. Hi. Does everybody have a goblet of fire? (laughs) I do indeed. What are we drinking tonight? I got whiskey going. I have chocolate soup with Baileys. That's fucking right. That's hot chocolate for the muggles out there. Ugh. Chocolate soup. Yeah, it was a whiskey night for me as well. We have been, you know, killing it with the wine. I felt like it was time (laughs) for a switch up. We sure have been This just feels a bit more wintry, doesn't it? Mm. It does. Indeed. Well, this movie's pretty heavy, and I felt like, you know, I needed something. I needed a stiff one. (laughs) So. Well, speaking of stiff one, a lot of talk of penetration in this fifth movie. So (laughs) So much (laughs) penetration. Snape in particular. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we are here. Can we we cheers, darling? (laughs) Yeah, I would. I think I need it. I think I need to cheers, darling, right about now. So, um, cheers, darling. Cheers. Cheers. And so, we are We are back and obviously talking about Harry Potter, and we are in this bitch right we now. Don't know. Just like we, Snape was in Harry. Hey, we are in this binge watch sesh Truly. of Harry Potter, the whole, the whole kit and caboodle. We are doing 
the marathon. This is like night 50. <laughs> we are we are still drunk from the first one. Shona. And we yeah. just finished the fifth movie, The Order of the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And wow. Yeah, it's a it's a big one. It's when in my opinion, it's when stuff really starts coming together. We sure have Boldy Boy back in like full swing and nobody believes that he's back after literally cedric just died it's so and everybody's like nah that didn't happen it didn't happen this is a very frustrating movie to watch because so much bad happens and you you are constantly in the know of what's really going on but you're watching everyone behave in this world and land of like no Dumbledore and Harry are liars like for like half the movie when and literally so Barty Crouch is like dead yeah you know like Cedric like they he they teleport they everybody watched them come back from the yeah it's the one thing, thing it's one thing to turn on Harry it is interesting in the maybe a little convenient in the world how quickly people turn on Dumbledore who has yeah. been like a revered figure as far as I can tell prior to that yeah, yeah I mean well, he's like the one they get all of their witches and wizards from period yeah. so it's like Weird that they turned on him so quick. The majority of the wizarding population would have literally had him as a professor or headmaster. Yeah. Presumably. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, in England. It, it's frustrating to watch it now. You know, it's sort yeah. of like 10 years ago, it felt a lot safer to watch this, and now it sort of feels a little too parallel to actual world events. Yeah, I mean... It's yeah. Just, because, I mean, truly, like, the biggest villain of this movie is, like, False information, <laughs> yes. Like the government and the media apparatus and false information. against one another. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's literally... It's a hard watch yeah. here in 2020. It's dispelled with minimal effort compared to uh, the fake news machine. Yeah. yeah. I also like that the fake news is posted in picture frames all along the walls of Hogwarts. Yeah. I think that's pretty funny. All of the filch just... Uh-huh, the edicts or Posting of, yeah. like, fucking nail and board it because he oh that's right because he's not a wizard so he can't like he can't just whoosh, the thing up onto the wall he's like literally like climb <laughs> right there chisel into the stone yeah and it's Someone just give him a very with a masonry bit somebody give him a muggle tool <laughs> we should have all freed him when we played that one game we really should have poor man i will um, say another thing that like i love about this movie is that we just see this um I don't know, we see this, like, friendship and, like, loyalty to Hogwarts established amongst some of the students. You know, that yeah. all get together in that fancy hidden room. I forget uh-huh. what it's called. The Room, room of, of Requirements. requirements. All right. Say we, that we three all times, that. it appears. It's just, it's this nice moment of, like, okay, like, these are, like, the students, like, the youth that are banding together for the truth and, like... You know, a little mm-hmm. Avengers Assemble moment. It's, it's very, like, like, Dead Poet Society. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. Captain, my captain. Yeah. Right. Well, and to your earlier <laughs> point, too, Sam, I think that, you know, this is this is where, th- I think you said this is where things start coming together. Like, this, this movie feels uh, poignant in the sense that this is where people start choosing sides. Yes. And, and it's almost like, you know, the, the sort of battle of Hogwarts kind of begins now with the assembling of the sort of two armies for good and for evil. Yeah, and then obviously all the Slytherins are following around, you know, uh, Filch and yeah. uh, Dolores just yeah. like, 
Good job, guys. You know, they no. picked their side, which is mostly just whatever side Harry isn't on. That's, that's true. That's J.K. Rowling propaganda. I don't know what she has <laughs> against trans people and Slytherins, but she but needs to calm down. She needs to get off my back, um, okay? Um, you think that some Slytherins would have a bit more of a rebellious spirit, and this isn't, like... Yeah. I, maybe there were some who were just extras, but... Some Slytherins should have broken ranks, I feel like. Yeah. Well, the thing is, they're fighting, you know, for... The Slytherins are pure, you know, mm -hmm. which witches and wizards and the pure blood thing, and that's Voldemort's whole thing. Yeah, I also think it's interesting because, I don't know, I think, like, after you said that, I just had this realization of, I think a lot of the students that are in Slytherin aren't... Yeah, they may not all be evil or whatever, but the person they're listening to, like kind of HBIC of Slytherin mm -hmm. is Draco, who is very right. anti-Harry. So, like, anti-all things Gryffindor and, like, the other houses. So I think it's more... true HBIC of Slytherin mm -hmm. is Severus Snape. Correct! One of the finest... Come correct. One of the finest wizards. But, like, the students don't see it that way. I think you the know, students... Like, but I think... I bet they do. I mean, I, I think that we're... I, this is this is the this is the hill that I die We're gonna on. defend. Is that... Slytherin. Yes. Is that I think that we are given a very singular narrative sure. of Slytherin from this unique perspective. However, I do think it would have been a, a, an interesting choice, not even to mention it, not even to, like, articulate it in a, in a huge way, but just... If there were a couple of Slytherins in Dumbledore's army. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just to sort of be like, it's not that Slytherins are, it's not that, what am I trying to say? It's not that all Slytherins are evil. It mm -hmm. just so happens that all evil people are Slytherins. That's if if we, uh, we are true Slytherins, but if we were in that situation, don't you think we'd be evil? I'd 100% be evil. Oh, no way. However, oh Cho my Chang, God, yeah. Cho Chang the Red, is she not a, a, a Ravenclaw? She's, She's a, a Ravenclaw. Yeah, so <laughs> not all... Villains yeah. wear green capes. Well, but wasn't she poisoned? She, she, yeah, she, she was. <laughs> she was. Uh, she was under the the Veritas serum. Yeah. yeah. Well, she should have been stronger. <laughs> hey. Uh, anti Cho Chang. I am not in the mood to talk about Cho out. yet. We just started. I have not had yeah. enough whiskey. Watch your mouth. We're talking about that later. <laughs> I killed it. So this movie, <laughs> this movie actually introduced um, one of all of our favorite characters, Luna Lovegood. Yes. And she is a Ravenclaw, much like Cho. See that the little segue? Yeah, nice. Um, I didn't do it right because alcohol, but I will say Luna is a Ravenclaw okay. with some Gryffindor tendencies. Yeah. It's interesting. I feel like, do we ever see Luna, like, in, like, Ravenclaw garb? Or is she just... Well, all of her shit's been stolen. Yeah. So, like... Oh, right. The nagels. Yeah. That, <laughs> they'd be stealing her stuff, so she ain't do got no shoes. learn... I know that there's a... clothes or television? There's a whole thing about her her bullshit and, like, the weird magazines that she reads in the books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And movie, her little pet, too. Yeah. Does she have a little pet? I, something like that? Like or a little pom-pom buddy. Or are these the, like, imaginary friends that she talks about? I don't know, but it's sort of like... It, she crazy. It's this weird thing... I, I would just love to know what the decision-making process is of, like, what little Easter eggs we're going to include in the movie that only people who read the books are going to know? Because mm. I personally wouldn't be like, put those nagels in there. <laughs> like, everyone's going to love that when Luna's talking about these random creatures. Like, it was yeah. just sort of like, 
What? That was her deal in the books, though, wasn't it? She's constantly referencing creatures that other people... Well, because she reads these, like, these, like, off-the-beaten-path, like, magazines. Like, the, yeah. you know, the fucking, the fucking National Enquirer she's of like Wizarding. She's, like, wizard it, too. Like, she's into the jade eggs. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, like, she's yeah. goop lab as fuck. Yeah. Oh, my yes. God, the original goop. She grew up to be Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> Lols. <laughs> I can see it. I can yeah, Absolutely. No. Gwyneth <laughs> Paltrow should play her mother. If, or, oh my God. or her, like the, her. the Luna Lovegood adult yeah. spinoff. So the actress we're talking about is Ivana Lynch. Um, she beat 15,000 girls for the role of Luna Lovegood. Well, yep, sounds Show right. Um, she was ninth in a line of 30 finalists, and when it came to viewing the audition videos, the producers uh, stopped after her audition and said, she is Luna. It's hard to argue that. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's funny, I, I, I suspect that some of what we see there is just her energy and who mm -hmm. she is, which is maybe why it's hard to see her as anything else. Right, Some I people mean, just naturally have an, an odd energy about indeed, them, don't they? Indeed. It does, forgive my ignorance, but what else has she done? I'm actually not sure. Let me pull it up. Like, I wonder if it's one of those, like, maybe that, like, literally is her. So this was her, this was Ivana Lynch's um, film debut. Um, Ivana Lynch, that was, yeah, that was her first um, film. Since then, I mean, it's, she's just mostly known for all these Harry Potter things. So she's been in a few things, probably a lot of British. That's happened to a lot of films. the kids, though, where they got their like film debut in Harry Potter, and then that's pretty much cashed all they out. Did. Yeah, cashed <laughs> out, like because they were not later actors or just hold on. There's a TV movie called A Very Potter Senior Year, and she plays Luna in it. What we need to see? What? This um, We've got a ninth movie to binge. Hundo P. That's a, uh, that's a podcast in itself. Oh my god. I'm going to do a whole, like, why is there a Harry Potter TV film? And why is Luna Lovegood in it? It's a musical. Oh, I'm back in. It's no. uh, uh, often shortened to Avpsi, a very Potter senior year. You this sounds Disney Channel uh, as yeah, a mother. Yeah, okay, we need to... We need to be but are you it. fucking kidding? It's a musical? Oh. It is. So, like, Luna sings? <laughs> The naggles are taking my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Aaron Briss wrote some of the songs. Oh, oh. oh. no, it's like <laughs> the Star Kid stuff. The like Dumbledore. No, no, no. Oh, that, you're thinking of Powerpuff Girls. Okay, here, here it is. Okay, so this is why we haven't. Uh, so rather than a full musical, uh, the production took the form of a live staged reading of the script with performances of the songs at LeakyCon in Chicago, Illinois, on August. Uh, 2012. It featured nearly Can't all of like the Star Kid actors and actresses, including Darren Chris, who returned to the company to reprise his role as Harry Potter, and Ivana Lynch as Luna Lovegood, who played the character in the um, official footage of the musical was released on the Star Kid YouTube channel. Lit. I feel like I've seen footage of this. So, speaking of footage, uh, <laughs> a year after this movie's release, the 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 um, Order of the Phoenix, not this, um, you know, off Broadway. Actor, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a year after this movie's release, Luna Lovegood actress Ivana Lynch said that her feet had become more popular on the website <gasps> Wikifeet because oh. of her scenes where she is barefoot. Yikes. Sad. She was actually supposed to be barefoot the entire film, and the director said, that's a silly idea. Mm. <laughs> and he was why. right. Darling, yeah. you're going to get tetanus. Um, <laughs> she did, however, uh, go barefoot the entire day of filming that scene because she felt like it was something that Luna would do. So sure. very method. Mm. Mm. Something that the internet foot fetish sites would appreciate. Yeah. I, I mean, 
she got to make her money after the movie's over. I knew this. Insisted on dressing up in a gorilla suit to placate the furry community. I knew this fact before watching the film, and I was waiting for the scenes of her barefoot because I didn't really remember them, and then I was like, they're okay. (laughs) That's all I have to say about Luna. Other than Luna snags our baby boy Neville, though. There's more sexual tension between them than uh, Harry and Ginny, in my opinion. In fact, I actually found that Ginny and Cho had a little bit more chemistry than Ginny and Harry, but that's just me. Okay, I did not know that Ginny was, like, a daddy-ass wizard. Like, anytime she... Okay, she knows reducto, relax. No, but, like, anytime she she cast a spell, it was, like, (laughs) like, the most powerful in the group. And she's the baby Weasley. Yeah. She's like mini Percy, I think. Not even just in the room of requirement. (laughs) As far as personality. (laughs) Well, I just mean like as far as like studiousness. True. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Percy's the tryhard. He's the prefect. He's like, and the other Weasleys are all kind of goof-offs. But yeah, when she went, when they were all in the big room with all the little prophecy balls, like, and she... Yeah, the... I don't know the name. It's names. official title, Prophecy Ball. <laughs> I'm into it. Go ahead. And she casts whatever she, it is she casts. Oh, my God. It was the, just the, like, The wow. competitive school dance to the Yule Ball, the Prophecy Ball. The Prophecy on. Ball? That's no, what we're but yeah, no, she, she casts a daddy-ass reducto that, that fucking tears a Death Eater a new one. Yeah. She's also yeah. the first of the Room of Requirement students in the body, in the movie, mm-hmm. to successfully cast a Patronus charm. True. Yeah. What was it's, her Patronus again? A horse. A horse. No. Uh, yeah, no, and no. then Sam no. goes... <laughs> of course she's a horse girl. And I laughed so hard I fell into the death veil. <laughs> <laughs> she looks somewhat like a horse girl. She does. Oh, absolutely. I was yeah. really howling. Um, does everybody here know their Patronus? Yes. What's yours? A ginger cat. Cute. Mine's a giraffe. Mine is a dolphin. Mine's a black cat. What a fun little group. Other actresses. This is back to Luna, our queen. Yes. Uh, you know who could have been Luna? Um, Dakota Fanning. Ew. Well, I'm just throwing out actresses that could have better. Um. Uh, okay, British. Let's. We're thinking. Yeah, I'm just like oh, yeah. who's or blonde Irish. and trans? I mean, uh, no. Do you know it? it? Yes. Okay. I'm so Saoirse. glad. I'm so glad it wasn't because Saoirse Ronan doesn't get to be in every fucking movie I love. It's just not fair. <laughs> it's just it's not just... fair. She has to take a seat out from some of them. <laughs> also, an actress named Juno Temple. I need to look her up. Oh, it's the girl. Elfin. It's wrong you? though. When you get the casting perfect, though, it becomes impossible to imagine somebody else in a role. Yeah. Okay. Back in, she was in Drunk History, Lover. You know, that. So, that's so here, here's a fun game. Who, I mean, there are some obvious answers and then maybe some not so obvious answers, and I'd just like to hear who didn't they cast perfectly so far in this franchise? I would say Cho, I would say Ginny. Yeah, Ginny. Ginny's the weakest Cho. one. And this has nothing to do with Bonnie Wright, who I think is probably completely lovely and probably a great actress in other things. I don't think my problem is with Bonnie Wright. I think I don't like Ginny. Mm. No. As a character, you're just like... I just find that she's weak. Like a bit underwritten, maybe. I I don't think she's weak as, like, a a witch. I think she's weak as an important character. She lacks lacks charisma. Like, for for me, it's an energy thing. It's like, I want Ginny Weasley to emphasis on the Weasley. Mm. Like, where's the, like, rambunctious... We didn't get enough of her, Wouldn't in my opinion, to like, establish her. Wig. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm not literally, but, like, personality-wise, Harry's essentially fallen for his best friend in female form. 
That would be fun. But I but I I kind of think that's right. I mean, like I don't see Ron and Fred and George and mom and dad. Everybody in else is so colorful. She's movie so Jenny's like born. introverted and 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 quirky and she's so quiet. And you know what they try to Sorry, do? Quiet is what I meant. To you say. know what they try to do with her too is the whole like in the Battle of Hogwarts. I know we're we're going way off topic, but in the Battle of Hogwarts, which is to come, they literally do the Star Wars bit, the yeah. "I love you, I know" shit, and yeah. it was like. No, not the same love story, bro. Like, not even remotely. Well, and no chemistry at all. None. I, I mean, I don't. Again, this is no shade to anyone at all. And also, they don't care. They're probably not listening. Their money don't care. But like, okay, so you cast some bitch in nineteen ninety whatever when they started doing this. Like, you can recast her. Like, mm. how about Daniel Radcliffe and whoever you cast as Ginny, who ends up being the most important love interest in the whole thing? How about you do a little Kemri? Should have been yeah. Tonks. That wink was loaded. Um, yeah, okay. But again, the wink was just loaded. because the actors are similar ages, the and, character, that's statutory as fuck. And you know what else we didn't get was Tonks and um, Lupin. Professor Lupin having a little moment. We got yeah. the wink between Tonks and Harry, but we didn't get the wink for them. Like, I would love to start that shit up. For a movie called The Order of the Phoenix, the order was underdeveloped. <laughs> truly, truly. So true. Yeah. And it, it sort of remains that way, if I recall, in, in, in the in the It's de-emphasized movie. in the films compared yeah. to the books, for sure. Yeah. It's kind of like The Fellowship of the Ring, though. I think it kind of... it in, Even in the books, it dissolves a little bit because they all get kind of killed off and yeah. dispersed. Spoiler for Sam, who has not yet read it. <laughs> yeah. so. She'll get to it. I'm being bitten by a cat. That's fun. Uh, you know, I think that we needed some more dynamic female leads. We have Emma yeah. Watson, who actually did not want to do any more of these movies. She tried, oh. she wanted to leave. And oh. then and then ultimately what? decided to stay because Craziness. she thought it would be uncomfortable to watch the movies being made with someone else. You're Hermione Gray. I don't know. I well, you know, understand. everybody everybody gets that like, I've just, you know, I've done so many of the, ugh, I just would like to move on and do something else. I'm just a better actress than this. I'd be like, for me, I'd be like, it Sign me up. Be I will better than this. I will play this character until I die. And, and listen, I'm not. I'm not knocking that. I get that if you're in like a no. long run of a of a you know the third national tour of Cats, or if you're yeah. like stuck on some Nickelodeon bullshit for nine seasons. But like, <laughs> this is Harry fucking Potter. Are you joking? But, but if when you get involved in it as a little kid and you don't know anything else, you sure. take it for granted so hard. Yeah. And and you're all being very nice. Well, I guess that's true. Also, you don't know yeah. what it's like to toil as an artist and have to pay yeah. rent. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From another perspective, I also think about, like, because she was the main young female at the head of all of this, I also think about what she went through being sexualized from such a young age. And and if that, that she she talked about that a lot, like, Mm -hmm. growing up, like, in this spotlight of one of the largest book to movie franchises. And I mean, you, you think about Luna Lovegood's feet being on Wiki. Feet. Like, yeah, and so I, 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 I couldn't imagine being her. 
like growing up and I, well i think i think at a certain point like yeah just like being a, a woman you like learn hey this is a sad part of like the reality but i think like i i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if there was a moment for her like as a child where she was like i don't want to do this anymore yeah i think that for me what makes the most sense is not really the being overly sexualized because that's life i actually think it's missing out on sure. childhood yeah and mm-hmm. and you know family trips because mm-hmm. you're filming or like you know just going to prom and stuff like that I feel like missing out on life uh milestones is maybe more of a thing that would make me go all right well you know I'm 17 yeah I would have liked to have done some more of that I I could totally see like a teenage actor thinking of that yeah I, th- I think it's it's a little bit more of that but then when you're 27 you go fuck I (laughs) should have just sold my soul exactly you're like I don't need prom no I didn't go to prom I remember the scuttlebutt at the time being so that she was sort of more interested in academia and pursuing other things that were not acting at the time oh yeah what's that like she ended up going to Cambridge I think and she got like harassed there like anytime she answered a question everyone was like oh Hermione knows the answer right I I just went on a whole diatribe about her and I take it all back I feel like a fucking Um, speaking of someone who's not a queen. She made the right decision to stay, though. No, good on her. And she's doing great. And I'm actually yeah. really glad she stayed in, in the movies because it was really nice to have the whole gang. Everybody, yes. everybody came back as their character that had the opportunity, which says a lot about, you know, probably the environment on set, the people yeah, that they're working the with. cast, all the kids. Yep. Stayed. Yeah, I think that's uh, you know a true testament to just good people making good films. Yeah, hope so. There's a lot of child stars that don't actually end up being all that, and I think Emma Watson is one of the uh, the breakthrough. I think she's yeah. pretty great. Actually, that's a really good point when you think about it. I mean, these are probably three of the most famous child actors of this generation, and yeah. Yeah. none of them had Britney Spears, Amanda Bynes, Lindsay yep. Lohan moments. They were Mary Kate Nashley famous. And, and they, they didn't marry Kate Nashley at all. They ain't yeah. smoking like, cigarettes. We got no and Shia LaBeouf in there. They all seem stable. But, oh, oh, interesting point of conversation, though. Notice how you're comparing British actors and mm. American wow. actors. Just throwing that out there. I'm sure there's some yeah. British flameouts if we were to dig Sure. Deep, but yes. I bet they're speaking, fun. The cultures, <laughs> the fame cultures are different, though, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Having said that, these were, yeah, they're world British famous. Kids. These are world famous kids. Yeah. So they weren't just British famous. They're like, yeah, they're they have a famous. theme park with their photo everywhere. Yeah. yeah. But still, That's like only the Simpsons get to see that. <laughs> I feel like actors in the UK, though, just kind of go back and do theater all the time and do things. Yeah. They kind of seem to stay connected to a world outside of Hollywood, in, in quotation marks. And so the uh, maybe there's something about that that grounds you. Well, and there, sure. there is a cultural thing. Like, in Hollywood, like the town, like, if you're... <laughs> If you're famous, like, no one leaves you alone. Everybody wants something from you. Paparazzi all over the place. Like, your life is a fucking miserable existence. I I imagine that there's a cultural thing across the pond. Well, there are actual laws about paparazzi over in the UK since... What's that like? There are cultural protections, political protections. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, all kinds of things that are just different than, like, being here amongst it all. So you mean that... British actors are not calling the paparazzi on themselves. <laughs> they are on occasion. Yeah, they are might they? be. I've been, I've been witness to it. But if you if you call the paparazzi on, I don't feel That's bad for you. If you call the paparazzi on yourself. I'm talking about yeah. being accosted and chased yeah. and hunted down yeah. and run over and all this crazy shit. Yeah. Like, 
true life. Um, yeah, I, I think that's pretty fair. I need to get back to Cho. Cho, man. So Cho, the actress, uh, Katie Leung, nice. was nervous about kissing Daniel Radcliffe on screen. Who wouldn't be? And she didn't read it all. She didn't read nervous. <laughs> she anyway. spent uh, several weeks preparing herself for it, and on the planned day for shooting the scene, uh, Rad- Radcliffe, uh, Katie Lung was nervous about kissing Daniel Radcliffe on screen, and spent several weeks preparing herself for it. And on the planned day for shooting the scene, Daniel came down with an illness, and filming had to be postponed until he recovered. Rona. So Ooh. she had to kiss a stand-in. <laughs> that would explain is, the chemistry. A four-year-old dwarf. Oh lady. my gosh! <laughs> when you say preparing. spent several weeks preparing, what is that? What is that? No, so that's my question. I, I, I actually want to know. <laughs> <laughs> several weeks. Bitch, I am dead at that. That is. Whoa, man! I'm gonna get sued by Cho Chang. Um, no, that's so funny. No. um I, this, you know, you're all actors, and and I want to know, uh, how would you prepare for uh, your big first kissing scene on screen? And and how did you, if you, I mean, you, so some the, of you, uh, you know, you guys be kissing people. I, I, the myself. question is, the question is, did any of these actors, as young actors, or was any of them was it their first kiss on screen? Like and, this mean, their would first definitely kiss be anybody. This would definitely be chose. I mean, Katie's first kiss because this is her first acting job but so first on screen but in real life and she kissed and she kissed anybody i don't know her personally and probably never will get to after this podcast (laughs) but that's see that changes things so if i'm somebody who generally knows what it's like to kiss somebody i will do no prep at all if in the script i'm never supposed to have kissed this person before yeah yes However, it's different. I mean, what kind of, that's the thing. It's like, what's Wait, prep? It's different prep? if, if you, well, so prep for me then, if I'm doing a kissing scene with somebody who I'm supposed to be married to, for example, it's very different. And True. Not in that, like, I'll spend weeks kissing them beforehand, but, like, hopefully they don't use the first two takes of the, re- or the rehearsals, you know what I mean? Right. Because sure. you've got a very short period of time in which to look like you've been kissing each other for 10 years. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, there's, and it's a different kind of kiss that happens when people have familiarity, whereas these kids, if, the more awkward it is, the more authentic that is to awkward teenagers. Yeah, they be kissing though. Like yeah. they were kissing. They were well because it was awkward. You had to enjoy it, but it was awkward. They were. It was, it was awkward, awkward. the reason why it was awkward was because they were not touching. Exactly. They were kissing, but they were kiss kissing though. Yeah, but for they real. were just standing there, hands at their sides. But right. they also weren't kiss kissing. I they think were, they were. It, it was like they were. There was like, some. They there was like making, almost tongue. No, but there wasn't. It was like it there was, was like, like tongue like, sexual kiss, tension. Kiss, release, kiss, release, tilted, kiss, release. Yeah, it, everything about it was mechanical. And granted, that's probably accurate to, to fifteen-year-olds. But at yeah. the same time, like I don't what about know. You? When did you have I, your first on-screen kiss? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it was a standoff or if it was Disney Channel. But, they be kissing on Disney I mean, Channel? Oh yeah. yeah, did they kiss on Disney? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Wow. But then I mean, like Rocky Horror, I guess everybody. I don't know. I mean, I just. <laughs> I, I, but then there, there's also. I mean, and I know that it's different because it's barrel, much more barrel of the gun. But like, there's also on stage kissing. Mm. You know. Yeah. I've never found it that difficult. I just I I kiss them like I 
would kiss someone, which right. is usually yeah. like you know, like <laughs> passionately and with some sort of flavor of enjoyment. Yeah, like, I'm just yeah. trying to think, like in the mind of a teenage girl, like how would I prepare for weeks for? for like, an and this is no mental prep. The awkwardness <laughs> is probably authentic to true life, but like you have, bitch. I remember sitting in that theater after having reading the book and learning what snogging means and yeah. fantasizing about seeing these characters kiss in real yeah. life, and yeah. then. As, uh, however old I was, you know, 14-year-old boy watching it and being like, lame. Yeah. Like, I wanted a fucking kiss. Terry yeah. fucking But Potter. there's no... Honestly... So cast someone you've got chemistry. Well, but it's not even the casting. It's just the, the relationships themselves are underdeveloped in the yes. movies. Yes. And also, we've watched these kids grow up, so it feels like watching your little brother kiss somebody. Like, it's That's not like, oh, really I, don't, I don't know if I feel that way. Yeah. Was this his first on-screen kiss? Maybe. Was this, Maybe. Was this well, Daniel Radcliffe? He didn't have anything between Else. Potter yeah. movies. So well, so really good nice. on him, man. Well, how did he prepare? Weeks. Weeks. Weeks of just mental uh, prep. Just kissing a mirror. Yeah. Um, the mirror of Erised. That's a worthwhile question, though, about, like, is Harry Potter... I think it would feel weird as a sexualized world. I, it seems like such a pure thing to like. We don't even have cell phones, you know. We don't have TikTok. We don't. <laughs> yeah. have, like, like we're just, I mean, they didn't either. It was like ninety. I understand, but, but like, I, I, I don't know. There's something about it. Yeah. They, they've almost created like this weird sort of like chaste period drama within yeah. a modern day setting. That's like uh, it feels somehow like sexuality is just such a small but part of it. In a few yeah. movies, we're going to see Ron and Hermione, and that was hot. In a few movies, we're going to see Hermione and Harry in a cloud of smoke. Oh, yeah. Doing some things. Yeah, Ron's, Ron's, oh, you don't remember, okay, spoiler alert. No, I just forgot, I just forgot. I think that the most chemistry that um, Harry had with a girl was when he was just slow dancing with Hermione when she was all sad because Ron was gone, and I'm... I'm just putting that out there now ahead of time. Oh, total. We all wanted Harry and Hermione. Harry we wanted that. Harry with Hermione, for sure. We yeah. wanted that. We wanted that. Um, even though I'm team Tonks and Harry and y'all can, you know, age gap love me all you want. Tonks' hair was kept purple instead of pink, like it was supposed to be in the books, because Professor Umbridge right. is the pink, the pink uh, bee in charge. She yeah. has, she has the, 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 uh, the market corner on pink. Do y'all remember the illustration girl. from the book kind of, of Umbridge? And they call it, what, what's what's the nickname for her? Toad face or something? <laughs> Umbridge is supposed to be this like massive Mike Wazowski type. Ooh. Like that's what Umbridge Better is supposed casting. to be. And and so I like nowhere in the book is she this like fucking wears pink Amy Coney Barrett bullshit. <laughs> but it's a really interesting interesting choice, and I don't mind it. I find it incredibly entertaining. But yeah. it's, it's interesting that, so to make that choice, then you have to sacrifice Tonks' hair downriver because you went sure. this whole pink route. You I know, mean, we than... sacrificed a lot of Tonks, I think, Shown in this up. story, so. Yeah. Also, like, I, I love oh, Movie terrifying. Land, in which, like, Ooh. okay, Umbridge is pink. We can't, Tonks can't also be pink. Uh, of course, yeah. <laughs> Just over, because <laughs> everyone watching would have thought that. We're passing around an illustration of Umbridge from the books. It's Stephen scary. King said that Literally. the character of Dolores Umbridge was the greatest make-believe villain to come along since Hannibal Lecter. Wow. I do think she's infuriating. Yes. She is. Yeah, yeah. You, my it's, blood was truly It's boiling. the smile, the calm, and the... <laughs> she's yeah. literally Mickey Mousing it. Oh my god, she's so, so Mickey scary. Mouse. 
Um, this uh, Harry Potter film was the biggest IMAX uh, opening ever. It had at least uh, 1.9 million. Oh, I, at the, it must be at the time. At the time, time. Not, not ever, period. Maybe, maybe yeah. ever, period, but at the time, yes. Um, it was also the first Harry Potter film to be released in IMAX 3D. Oh, wow. Amazing. I wonder how the 3D was on it. Probably <laughs> not right. I'm trying to. I think, think I of... actually saw it in 3D and yeah. not in 3D, and I much preferred not 3D. But I also Same. can't. With I I remember seeing either one of the last two movies in 3D, and I it, it was cool in some moments, but it also really took you actually out of the movie yeah. when the intention is supposed to like bring you into it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, and it was also horrifying. And also because 3D was brand new. Yeah. Like we were like more distracted about just the technology of yeah. it. And so it's kind of like, oh, wow. I, um, I, I will say, I've seen two movies ever, uh, slight tangent, two movies ever that justified 3D for me and the rest I'd rather watch not. Please say Absolutely. happy feet. One was uh, Avatar, absolutely, yes. which oh was God. intended to be seen that way, and then yeah. the other one was Gravity. Ooh. Gra Gravity, I saw in IMAX 3D, I, and I, I like. I, I then later watched it again on it, literally on an airplane on the tiniest screen in 2D, and I was like, "This movie's not great." But mm. when I saw that in IMAX 3D, my mind was blown. I was yeah. like, "I've never seen anything wow. like that." The the immersion that that provided. Wow. I could not agree with you more. There, yeah. there, there are a few things that have made me actually hold my breath yeah just white and the whole time and gravity and avatar and ironically harry potter and the cursed child Ooh, the broadway show i wanted to see it so bad are in 3d <laughs> well it is in 3d well, because yeah. it's real uh do you know i was I, living I troll an audience by putting 3d glasses on them in the <laughs> live theaters Whoa. like i would that oh. would work on me i'd be sitting there going Right? Where are those glasses? <laughs> no, I'd be like, I didn't get those. Oh my god. No, but but I, I couldn't agree more. No, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child was amazing. And also, like... I lived in New York and sad. left the day before it came you'll, to the you'll theater. See it. it's, it's sad that COVID has shut down theater and rest in peace Broadway, but Broadway oh. will come back and Cursed Child will still be there. They're, they're making so much And you'll be so starring in it? I don't think so. They tend to... They I, I think they cast mostly Brits, which is fine with me. Uh. Um, and also, that show is hard. Really? Like, I, I'll work for my I wonder money, if there's, like, a bootleg hard. YouTube somewhere. No. No? Literally, they they hand you pins as you walk in and out that say, keep the secrets. It's, like, it's, a like, it's like a, a major cultural piece of the show. Like, we will not share this. You will not share this. No. You know? You ruin the magic. The script is widely available. Is it? Yeah. I believe, yeah, you can literally buy the, the script. Oh, lols. Well, yeah. but wow. still. I mean, but the, the, I, the magic they do on the stage. The shit. I, I literally held my breath. Like, I had to remind myself to breathe at some moments because wow. it was just yeah. so, well, breathtaking. Mm. Wow. And that's how gravity We need to do a New York weekend when oh, they all got to put on our yeah. glasses and go see some videos. 2031, it's going to be so great. <laughs> I can't wait. I'll be so old. <laughs> In, in uh, the last thing I'm going to say about Ginny for now <laughs> is that Ginny is seen with many boys in this, uh, in this series, but um, she's seen with Michael Corner. The long, the, so guess who? 
fucking Finn Wolfhard looking ass oh. guy. Yeah, there, there's a guy there's a dead ringer for Finn Wolfhard, but he's True. about he's truly about 15 she, years before. She'd be time. seen with him hanging out, you know, and then also baby boy Dean Thomas. Dean we love Thomas, you. We love Dean. We love you. I love him. He's Sam so loves him. Yeah, and he's real tall too. Mm-hmm. So, um, Dean Thomas, <laughs> what's up? Uh, Ginny is, um, she is interestingly the only character to have three love interests in this entire franchise. Like, why? She has no charisma. I well, know. That's exactly why she goes through uh, boyfriends so quickly. Um, <laughs> and four, considering that she did go to the ball with uh, Neville Longbottom. Mm. But uh, ultimately, we know what happens yeah. with her. His eyes are going in different directions. <laughs> <laughs> um, the man asked, Dean Thomas. Truly. Um, so, in the original outline for um, the novel, the character of Arthur Weasley was to be killed off by Voldemort. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, darling. What character is going to be killed by Voldemort? Drink, and I'll tell you. Okay, well. Cheers, Cheers. darling. <laughs> So in the original outline for the novel, the character of Arthur Weasley was meant to be killed off by Voldemort to entice Harry uh, Girl, to I'm the so Department sorry. of Ministry. Which Mysteries. one's Arthur? Daddy. 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 Daddy Weasley almost got killed by Voldemort, um, though J.K. Rowling couldn't go through with it because... Um, oh, so she's almost killed Fred instead. Yeah. George. And did you notice the whole bit with the ear? Like, the ear, they drop the ear down to listen in on the thing, and then, like, foreshadowing, like, the ear. And then the cat eats the ear, and then they close up on the freaking Weasley who loses his ear. Show enough. Another really fun uh, foreshadowed moment is Sirius's death. Yep. Um, Which way is this foreshadowed? So Sirius Black's death was foreshadowed in the third book. Book? Yeah, in the third book. Not in the movie, though. Um, Yes, they do mention it briefly, but uh, Professor Trelawney uh, refused to join a party of 13 people, fearing, as she believed, that with a table of 13 people, the first one to stand up is the first one to die. And during the dinner at um, the Black House, there are 13 people, and Sirius stands up first before Molly. Wow. So. Wow. Wow. So. Emma Thompson, you did it again. Again. Her performance, as minor as it is in mm. this movie, holy when she's moly. Getting kicked when out. Umbridge is kicking her out of the castle, I'm yeah. just Brutal. like, this bitch never does it wrong. Brutal. Yeah, Emma Thompson, man. So brutal. You God know, it's bless. very funny. And like, I don't know if you guys have watched Dollface, but it's like Dollface is obviously the show with Kat Dennings and it's produced by Margot Robbie, who oh, plays yeah. a uh, yoga instructor or she's like a yoga instructor, uh, spiritual healer type of woman. And she goes full Trelawney with it with the, ex- I'm not kidding you, the hair, the big zoomy glasses. She goes like absolutely Trelawney. And they oh, even, sense. they've even like all of the people on the show have even commented like look at her Trelawney vibes it's so good that performance is phenomenal is there anything she can't do um no she can't do any she's amazing she there's nothing she could do wrong um so what did I just see her in that one everything oh it um um the the Fox News one oh uh oh hmm I don't remember what it's called. Theron as well. Yeah. Yeah. Bombshell. Yeah. Throwback. A queen. I would have loved to have seen her in Harry Potter, but she's Australian. Mm. Can't have that. Nope. Yeah, obviously we just mentioned that 
serious black dies. Yeah. He dies. Mm. And he dies. again, so we talked about this on the last pod, but again, they don't give you a second to process Not it. It's just like second. out of the darkness, Bellatrix, Avada Kedavra, and he's dead. It happens in a so second. Good. There's no buildup and he's gone. It's so good. And I wish that more movies and television did this because I, I am such a sleuth. I know what's going to happen before it happens. I can always feel it coming. And it's usually the music that yeah. gives it away. But oh my God. I did not see. When somebody's just taken from you suddenly, it, it gives you that feeling of like, but I didn't have a chance to say goodbye to this character. Yeah. As an audience member, like I didn't have a chance to pre-mourn their death or prepare for their death. Uh, they were just taken from me and there were so many, but what he was supposed to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is accurate. And it's yeah. kind of, it, it, it's, it's sort of a lovely contrast, not to get too like film studies here, but like a lot of this whole franchise, I mean, I think because it, it's appealing to, to, younger folks especially at the time you know it kind of hand hand holds you through the plot you know and and the deaths are the one thing that it's like i'm gonna give you no context i'm gonna give you no time mm. it's just gonna happen and that's that's to your point torrance like that's accurate that's and real. life goes and on and you have to keep going you have to keep doesn't matter there's still a bad guy out there you yeah. still have to oh, push so through good. it's so good it's so good and so heartbreaking and um when they were filming that scene daniel radcliffe's reaction was so agonizing that it actually caused uh a lot of the cast members to literally cry yeah, yeah. of course um, and Imagine you know, being the, on and that the way that Lupin is like holding him back <sighs> yeah. is just like, and oof. the and the the understanding in his eyes, the the sort of like in Lupin's eyes of yes. just kind of like this is what we signed up for, and I knew yes. that we would lose people. Uh, like, and that's his best friend. That, yeah. That's Mooney looking at Padfoot. Yeah, you know, like. <laughs> Now all of them are dead except for him and yeah. Wormtail, who is essentially dead because and he's turned. And they're, they're, you know, not long for this world. Um, right. No, but <laughs> one thing that I loved that they did in the movie, and I always love when they do something like this, but what they chose to do was cut the sound. Yes. Brilliant. Yes, so, I love it. So you can hear him by just seeing him. Yeah. Well, and, it's like the music no screams for him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which I'm, I'm which, not even stoned. I mean, the like music was... <laughs> was fire absolutely but it, so i was mostly disappointed that we didn't start to hear imogen heap uh followed by a slow motion <laughs> <laughs> somebody has we, done that we did, black yeah. you better believe i'm googling that immediately and if not i'm going viral tonight that is so good Ugh, i need it um, wow. A compilation of everyone who gets a Vada Kedavra at any yeah. Yeah. Cedric, that song we got playing. Dumbledore, we got, uh... Mm, what you say? <laughs> 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 oh, oh, that's God. brutal. Oh, don't no, leave stop him. my heart. I can't. can't I can't go there. You when can't... you said Dumbledore, I could picture him following Last him. night we lost Cedric. Tonight we lost... Serious. <sighs> And tomorrow night. <laughs> yes, tomorrow. No, it's not tomorrow night. We do have uh, at least two more films with Snape. Two, three, two. Oh, yeah, three. Oh, Snape dying. I thought you meant Dumbledore dying. 
Oh, fuck him. Don't we lose Dumbly in the next one? Next movie, we lose Dumbly. Who cares? Who cares? I care. Y'all don't care about Dumbledore? Listen, talk to me about young Dumbledore. Don't talk to me about this old ass Dumbledore who's all like. Although I did love the. You're just a what? You're just a stand for. I was. No, hurry. You're just a stand for Jude Law. Absolutely. Ride or die. But the, the thing I did like about this Dumbledore is in this movie, he has this fabulous moment in his study or his like office or whatever the hell oh my god the class and he's in the <laughs> they come up and he's like oh i have no intention of going to azkaban and yeah. then he's like whoosh, turns into a phoenix, phoenix with his phoenix and he flies off into a cloud of fucking whatever it's so good it was it's so good like, for all of the lore that they cover there's so much that they don't it's yeah. like oh so phoenix is die and rise from the ashes but can also be used as a mode of teleportation yeah and also an the death eaters and the order of the phoenix can fly around in little black and white wisps all the time i'm just kind of like what is it it's like, wild we know about port keys and flu powder and apparating but y'all some of y'all turn going... into animals all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. like travel like, by oh, phoenix cool. bitch what are you there are these around? literal scary bat horses that like only people who've seen death can see and so yeah. like but that doesn't mean you can't ride one Right, yeah. like, right, and so we were making the joke of like, so Luna and Harry are on the horse and they know what they're riding and everyone right. else is just kind of like, if you say so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I love that they didn't even show the actors like d- doing that because it was like, <laughs> people are going to call us on this. Let's just only show Luna and Harry. <laughs> I, girl, want a missed opportunity just to like flash to Ron, just kind of like holding on to nothing. I would have given anything around. for that gift. Absolutely. Quirky I've ever taken. Yeah. Oh my God. So... One of my favorite scenes in um, The Order of the Phoenix, which, by the way, is my least favorite movie. There's moments, but, like, and mostly the moment is Dumbledore doing the clap into a phoenix. But mm-hmm. other than that, but my favorite, favorite part is they show Voldemort uh, kind of penetrating Harry's mind with these yeah. images of him standing as if he's a mug like is he's in you know what i'm talking about and he's in a suit and he's by the train station he does oh. this like real sexy neck crack yeah and you're kind of like am i afraid of the, the dark lord like yeah. what's going on i thought you were gonna talk about <laughs> i thought you were gonna talk oh about when harry is getting exercised <laughs> and there's just that one flash of Voldemort like yeah <laughs> I, I don't really know how to describe it for the podcast, no, but I'm just it. It's green screen it's, as fuck. It's, it's a very sort of like Jared Leto as the Joker moment. <laughs> oh, it's brutal. Even, <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, I just, all I'm saying is, if you feel so inclined, yawn listeners, yeah. to watch the scene where Harry is trying to like, you know, purge himself of the Voldemort penetration in the Ministry of Magic while Dumbledore is like kneeling. Dumbledore's over fighting like, it's Voldemort. It's not you, it's him. It's like, how you're not alive. And and there's this montage, and we're flashing through all the memories, and we're seeing Harry fight Voldemort. And there's this one shot, and you'll know it when you see it, because <laughs> it's just like 0. 0.5 seconds. It's from a different just like, movie. Ah, he's just cheesing. <laughs> yeah. He's just like smiling at you, and just like, hey, like, buddy. giving the thumbs up. Yeah. I, I, feel like, I feel like Ralph he totally did not against. know they were rolling, and was just like, ah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> how does that make me feel? <laughs> no, uh, I think that 
what that looked like to me was a reshoot on like, a, oh man, we didn't get enough. Can we just throw a little Voldemort in there? Can we have him come in? Can we just have him come in for like a little bit? We'll just throw up a black, you know, background and he can just come in and do his little shit. And they were like, oh yeah. And he's like, they're like, yeah, you know, you give us just some Voldemort shit. Go on. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> it looks like he was shooting the opening credits oh to my God. a TV comedy from the 90s. <laughs> oh too many God. cooks, too many cooks. Featuring Albus Dumbledore, <laughs> Harry Potter, Yeah, the Voldemort. SNL opening. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> the Dark Lord. <laughs> Lord <Lauren> Michaels. <laughs> Tom Riddle. <laughs> Help. <laughs> oh God. I'm here for that. <laughs> the weird sisters. Oh my god. Leslie Jones. <laughs> Nagles. Bobby Moynihan. Yeah, Cho Chang. Bobby Moynihan is still, still here. <laughs> um, oh, I am so into it. People were saying, um, I don't get it. Like, why is he in a suit? Like, what's happening? Like, I don't is this real? Did he really see him? Or what's going on? And so, um, you know, people were not into it. <laughs> and so director David Yates and producer David Heyman defended the scene. And they said that they had different takes on it and that uh, David Yates explained that it was Voldemort's way of taunting Harry and that Voldemort would just appear in plain sight in a crowd of muggles. Mm. And, um, you know, they wouldn't recognize him but harry would and it was just like to taunt sure. him. are we saying that he actually appeared there or was that some sort of mind well so trick? that's mind the trick. the david uh david gates the director's opinion was that that that's what that was and then mm. uh one of the producers said that he thought it was just a figment of harry's imagination and and symbolizing that voldemort was just trying to take over his mind mm -hmm. which i think is probably more the vibe but it's, yeah, it's also it's kind fun of like a both and almost yeah, yeah. to me though it, it it feels i mean Maybe this is just a happy accident, but it it feels like that establishes a very important physical vocabulary that's expressed in this movie with the the neck twitching yeah. that Harry does and that Voldemort does as they're sort of becoming linked, you know, yeah. in, in, in Dumbledore's office when his neck twitches and he's like, look at me! Like, yeah. that, that vocabulary, that neck-twitchy, snaky kind of thing, mm -hmm. that is first established, if I'm not mistaken, from this seemingly random, controversial moment that I thought was actually far more important as a viewer. Yeah, I actually loved it, and I, I, I think that I it's my favorite part in the whole movie. Oh, Dumbledore um, clap, slash, Voldemort, <laughs> yeah. yeah. moments by far. Wait, yeah. also, okay, one really quick thing that I wanted to say. In defense of old Dumbledore, okay. There's a piece of me. This is this is fantasy movie. Stupid Ryan, just like wanting a picture in his mind. But there's a piece of me that wants Dumbledore to never appear like he's trying. Yes. That the duel with him and Voldemort, while all of these epic glass shattering balls of water flame snakes all this crazy shit is happening but they're just locked eyes and barely moving and it's all just flicks of the wand and i feel like that feeble soft dumbledore it all would have been so subtle and so controlled and there's something about it would have felt like, like he was losing it would have felt like dumbledore was losing but this dumbledore feels like he's a match no, no. And I, actually, think so. I think it would have felt like dumbledore was winning 
that really? it's like I am in complete control of this, and not that Voldemort wouldn't be. Yeah. But but it like this new sort of quirky, a little bit more agile Dumbledore. He's down on the ground. Mm. He's using both his hands. Oh he's, yeah. He's wincing and moving. Yeah, you're you know, right. it's like something about just you know th- this. Because when you see, like, these wizard duels where it's just all these quick flicks and no one's saying anything, and it, it's yeah. all very kind of, like, composed and, and, and controlled. Yeah. Like, I I want this sort of, like, presence with Dumbledore. That's always how mm-hmm. I imagined it when I was reading the books anyhow. Yeah. It's the difference between um, the scene where Harry uh, disarms one of the uh, students and, and then when Ron gears up to try to disarm and then obviously he doesn't like harry just flicks his wand without even moving Mm -hmm. and the kid's on the ground but then ron was like really like okay here we go and so you're saying that you felt like this dumbledore was kind of doing more of that sometimes less is more i just thought the duel between i don't know how to say it i think the duel between voldemort and dumbledore was very physical yeah and it felt that if these are essentially the two most powerful wizards on the planet between light and darkness i wanted it to to a all of this epic stuff should still be mm-hmm. happening, but the but between them, the the eye contact and the yeah. focus, I wanted it to be more of a chess match yeah. than, a, than a wrestling competition. I wonder if maybe it's it's part of the whole, you know, Dumbledore is getting older. He's kind of losing his shtick. It might be a little harder for him to cast this stuff. I was going to say that maybe in defense of it, because I, 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 I'm with you, Ryan, and that I, I know the scene you're describing in terms of how that would play out. But there's something for me about Dumbledore, seeing Dumbledore flailing and struggling really shows you that he doesn't have all the answers anymore. Mm. Yeah. In a way that Dumbledore previously seemed to be a man with all the answers, mm. and he's running out of them. Mm. And it, for me, that actually raises the stakes and that he's trying, he, yeah. he's, he's flailing like a child and barely hanging on mm. against Voldemort at half power. Well, Voldemort's getting stronger. No. And the thing that stressed me out the most was like, Hey man, Harry Potter, you've been practicing, you've been doing all this stuff this whole time. Like, you're just sitting there. But then also, like, his godfather just died. So, like, I actually well, like this that I was stressed, but I didn't like that I was stressed, you know? And Dumbledore sort of fighting two battles. Yeah. Fighting Voldemort, pushing. but also like tossing his or uh flicking his wand over at Harry, trying to like keep him in the corner. Yeah. Was was really sort of excellent too. Yeah. That scene's wild. I actually forgot how much happens with oh the water God, and the crazy. you know the yeah, just the firebenders and the <laughs> glass benders. shattering oh yeah and then God. turning to sand was really cool. so beautiful Wild. the transfiguration of it all they did a lot. They did a lot with this one. And we got Bellatrix in there, oh you know, doing bad Hell shit. Hell no, dude. She better work. We got the room full of balls. Yeah. We love that. The prophecy balls. And all of them shatter. It's just sort of like, oh, well, there goes hundreds of thousands of destinies. Yeah. <laughs> broken on the floor. Oops. Do you think they all just woke up as muggles? Like, what the <laughs> hell happened? <laughs> what the hell happened? Whoa. Dad? Oh, man, sad. Because I think that's your first word. You know? <laughs> yeah, sad. When you wake up from a nightmare. Yeah. Dad. Dad. Sorry, I've just been playing a lot of Dream Daddy. Um, no, I think that I think movie is... been hanging out with me. <laughs> that movie is so intense. I've mentioned it before. That song, the Umbridge theme, I can't. It's not it. I can't. So... That's exactly it. And it haunts my nightmares... Um, but that I'm, said, though, her office... Kind with of all the them vibe, little cats? Kind of the, the pink brick. 
The little, yeah, I love the yeah. pink breasts. We're here for a little Wednesday pink umbrages. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that hurt. Oh that God. physically Not hurt me. Harry Potter crossover. <laughs> I'm here for it. Now, which house do you think? I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my God. She's definitely. All the plastics are Slytherin, and we welcome them with open And so no, is Katie. Karen's Bye. <laughs> Karen is such a hubble. But she's not though, that's the thing. I can You wanna claim Karen? Yes. Yeah, so I want I want Karen. a dumb Slytherin. Give us just like one dumb Slytherin. We're all... <laughs> Goyle. How yeah, about two? That's two. two. They kinda of count as one. They're so dumb they combine to form one. Okay, so now I just want Crab out being like, There's a seventy percent trans, it's already raining. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Oh man. We can't do that. God, JK won't approve. Lols. <laughs> I am so thrilled that we finally got through this Harry Potter film because it was actually really, I mean, it's obviously really good. It's really fun. It is my least favorite and I'm just, you know, I've been kind of dreading it. It's it's not um, as bad as I was like dreading it though. Like it is kind of. No, it is. It. It A lot of things happen. Same. Same. I, I, so b before we started this whole journey, you texted us and said, like, yeah. what's your favorite Harry Potter movie and yeah. your least favorite Harry Potter movie? And I couldn't remember if five or six mm. was my least favorite. But it's occurring to me now that I don't remember the sixth movie at all. So I'm I'm excited to to start that journey because I literally like we were talking about Slughorn and I was like, oh yeah, the fuck. Like, I don't remember any I feel of this like shit. you're gonna I... like this one because we get a lot of we get some Tom Riddle action. You're gonna dig the sixth movie. It's very good. Which one thing I wanted to say was that the Dumbledore uh, Voldemort battle is more intense having watched the sixth movie so much because you you kind of get a little backstory that Dumbledore was to Tom Riddle what he is to Harry at Absolutely. one point. Hmm. And so it's kind of sad to see him battling him as this you know, all-powerful, scary wizard who's trying to do all these terrible things when he was once a mentor to him and, he, you know, he was once a little boy. It's very it's very hard to watch that. And that was kind of, you know, that's loaded. It's very Obi-Wan, Anakin-esque. Yeah. Well, and it's also that, that sort of inextricable link between Harry and Tom. Yeah, so he's like, seeing they it. They really are quite the same. And yeah. I, I wonder, like, in the, you know, if we personify these people a little bit, like... How worried is Dumbledore yeah. that, hmm. that could Harry's going to pull an Anakin? Yeah, it you could know, happen like, again. Right. That, oh, well. Yeah. For now, Dumbledore has the high ground. <laughs> True, truthfully. <laughs> but it may not remain that way. Thanks to that, Phoenix. <laughs> you underestimate my power. <laughs> well, we also got to do it from Voldemort. We sure yeah. did. Just like home, Homeboy. Homeboy. Uh, uh, Palpatine. Uh, Palpatine. Do it. Do it. Oh, man. I love Voldemort. I can't wait for more. Well, you, you guys, this, this <laughs> is... He ain't got a nose to speak of or smell out of. Well, he, <laughs> I want to see Voldemort of it. Oh, me too. <laughs> got that out. <laughs> never, ever, never. Um, so we've got a lot to look forward to. I mean, I this next... I know I say this a lot, but this next film is one of my favorite ones. <laughs> this is one of my favorite... I love... The Half-Blood Prince. I have been looking for... See, I've been... I dread the fifth movie, but I look forward to the sixth movie, and sometimes you gotta go through the storm to get mm. to the rainbow, you know of what course. I mean? And so this is about to be a rainbow, and I'm stoked. Can't wait! <laughs> so, 
I can't wait to get back and drink more with you guys and watch more Harry Potter and get into that that uh, Half Blood Prince life. Like tomorrow though. I mean, yeah, probably. tomorrow. See you tomorrow. The Half Blood Prince. Oh, and yeah, Daddy Snape will be. Um, Daddy. Ha- he'll have a lot to say. Will I? <laughs> yeah. I have milk voice. Shut up. Not milk boys. I'm gonna actually have you introduce. Maybe I should just have Daddy Snape host this next episode. Do you want to do my job next episode? Snape has a podcast. Yeah. Do you want to do? Do you want to host as Snape and potions uh, and potion adjacent lessons for the Wizarding World? I'll write all my same notes, but you have to read them as if you're me, but as Snape. You just have to memorize the I can teach you how to bewitch the mind. <laughs> and win a people's choice award. <laughs> you did not win the surfboard. You will never win the MTV surfboard <laughs> with that attitude, Mr. I just Porter. love that it's not the right award. <laughs> 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 like that uh, no one knows what we're doing, but Cheers. this part isn't for them. Cheers, Cheers for indeed. I need another drink. I know you do. Well, okay, we got we blah blah blah. We'll never win the teenage golden. <laughs> no, the best Snape thing is however, because he always goes however. <laughs> and it's like however what? Like get to it. You're taking too long. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to bounce because this podcast be over and I need another drink for real, so. Bye. Oh, and hello, Dean Talvis. So he didn't die. He, yeah, he alive. <laughs> the, boy, alive. the boy who lived, Alfred. bitch. We're going to go. Until next time, cheers, darling. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Cheers Darling Presents The Slug Club. If you enjoyed listening to us talk about all things Potter, please don't hesitate to like, rate, and subscribe so that you never miss a thing. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere you like to get your podcasts. If you want to be kept in the loop on more Cheers Darling content, you can follow at Cheers Darling Podcast on Instagram and host Sloan Avery at Sloan Avery X. For more from our special guests, you can follow Torrance Coombs at Torrance Coombs, Samantha Feckety, that's me, at Samantha underscore Feckety, and Ryan McCartan at M-C-C-A-R-Y-A. Cheers, darling. <laughs>